It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an absolutely fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. Napoleon Hill talks about the concept of masterminds in his book, Think and Grow Rich. Basically, a mastermind is where two or more people are gathered for the purpose of achieving a common goal. I had a Facebook chat with a friend of mine a couple nights ago, and he suggested an idea for Success Profiles magazine, which I publish every month. The idea that he shared had to do with marketing, and I admitted that his idea had crossed my mind before, and then I shared some of the challenges that I perceived that went along with it. He made a suggestion, a minor adjustment that will change the way that I approach this, and I immediately got excited. Today, I shared this with my marketing coach, who had originally shot the idea down. When I presented the new version of the idea, he loved it and encouraged me to move forward with it. Being open to other people's ideas is a great thing, especially when the people you're listening to have experienced high levels of business success. I encourage you to be open to new ideas, but also be really mindful of the source of these ideas. If the person you're listening to has not had more success than you, run the other way. But taking action on a great idea can energize you for a long time, and you could experience exponential growth. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my very special guest. And today's guest is Scott Duffy. He's coming back to us for the second time, and he helps people live their dreams through entrepreneurship. He has a television show. He utilizes online channels, speaking, best-selling books, masterminds, coaching programs, and he helps people break through in their life and their business. He started working for best-selling author and speaker Tony Robbins and went on to work for several small businesses that you might become familiar with that have actually become really big brands like CBS Sportsline, NBC Internet, FoxSports.com. Then he founded a company called Smart Charter, which is an online booking tool for private aviation that was acquired by Richard Branson's Virgin Group. He's been listed as a top 10 keynote speaker by Entrepreneur. He's spoken at the New York Stock Exchange. He's been on CNBC, Fox News, CBS Radio, and a whole host of others. He's the co-host of a show called Business and Burgers, and he's the author of his brand new book called Breakthrough, which we will discuss today, published by Entrepreneur Press. We will discuss so many things today. We, I wish we had more than one hour, but we don't. But here we are with my very good friend and amazing guest, Scott Duffy. Scott, how are you today? What's up, buddy? How are you? It's I'm fantastic. It's, you again. it's good to have you here again. I, a lot of things have happened. It's been almost three years, believe it or not. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Well, that's when you, crazy. That's when you released your book, Launch, which is a great book. If you've not gotten the book, Launch, it's a book about how you can bring your idea, your business from idea to full implementation in 90 days or less. Fantastic read. Get that. But also, don't forget to get his new book called Breakthrough, available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble near you. And if it's not on, if it's not in your if it's not in your Barnes and Noble store, have them order it. It's awesome. So, Scott, here's what I usually like to ask first. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you got started, some of the things you overcame, what brought you to where you are now. Oh my gosh. Well, 
So I'm a, I'm a Southern California guy. I grew up in L.A., and I went to school down in San Diego at the University of San Diego. And I was one of those people, like, I totally loved college. I had, you know, I had a business, you know, when I was 18, this, like, student painting business. I played college sports. I did the fraternity thing. And I was really having the time of my life until everything changed for me. And it, like, it happened like that in a heartbeat. Um, we had a tradition back when I was in school in, in San Diego where um, after midterms term exams, everyone would, like, get in our cars and cruise south down to Mexico. And we would like have this like big celebration for two or three days and just like get out of control and have a good time. And in my junior year, um, I just happened to be one of the first cars heading down. And um, I got in this terrible car crash. Mm. Um, we're on one of those like those, those Baja highways back then. There's like one lane in each direction and there's desert as far as you can see. And um, a garbage truck had gone off the side of the road tried to hop it back on. We didn't see him. He didn't see us. And boom, we hit this guy going like 90 miles an hour. And it was the worst day of my life. You know? Mm. Um, and the question I always have for people is this. The question I have is how many times in your life have you been going down a road? And it's like, you, maybe you're doing everything right in business. You have had, you may have had like the perfect idea, wrote the perfect plan, put the perfect team in place. You executed flawlessly. And then something, it came out of nowhere, and bam, it knocked you off course. And everything that you did up to that point, it's like every plan that you wrote, call you made, email you sent out, everything, you had to throw it out. And you mm -hmm. had to reboot and start over. Well, that's, that's exactly what happened to me. So, I mean, I thought that the, the accident was, was bad. Um, getting better was even tougher. I, I had two brain hemorrhages. I had to drop out of college. And um, I really, really couldn't do much of anything. I, I couldn't read. I couldn't watch television, like everything made me sick. But I picked up this crazy habit. I started listening to motivational books on tape. And, um, and that's all I did, like every day, all day. And I started with one from a guy named Dennis. And by the way, <laughs> I was just laughing about this today. Probably half your audience doesn't even know what a tape is. So right. let's just say this. I listen to like MP, well, actually, actually MP4, threes don't work anymore. I, I, I basically was listening to people on YouTube. How's that? Yes. <laughs> Audio on YouTube. And so, and so I started listening to these people all day, every day. Before you knew it, I built this amazing library with people that back in the day were our heroes, like Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn and Les Brown. And I decided that when I wanted to get better, you know, when I got better, I wanted to go back to college and work for one of them as an intern. And the first person I applied to work for was, um, as an intern, was Tony Robbins. And instead of offering me an internship, they offered me this cool job. I was 20 years old. He was 30. It was a long time ago. So I never finished school. And um, I started my career working in the training business for Tony Robbins. Wow. That's fantastic. A friend of mine recently started working for the Tony Robbins organization as a videographer. He's very talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he has great things to say about that experience. What was it like working for Tony Robbins? I mean, what did you learn from him specifically? Well, I mean, I think that the number one thing I got out of it was I was a young guy. And, you know, success in life, I think, all comes down to the people that you spend your time with and the people that you surround yourself with. And um, being around him in that environment, um, I got to interact with so many people that had overcome incredible odds, incredible mm. challenges, right? Taking things that, you know, most of us would call like the worst day someone could have in their life and turn it around into like the best thing that could move yeah. them forward. 
And so I think what it did is it really helped to shape my sense of possibility at a really young time, you know, mm-hmm. at a really young age. Um, but it was crazy because because when when I worked for him, <laughs> what what we did um, is my in my job is I was kind of like on an advanced team, if you would call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, I traveled with five to seven people. We would be sent to a city six weeks to two months before he would go and do a big public event there. And our job was to take his material and go into small businesses and to teach a part of his course and then upsell people on going to see him live or bringing him into their companies. Mm-hmm. That's how we did it. But here's the thing. I don't even know if this is legal today. Here's the thing. We had we would get to a city, and here's what we had. We had a FedEx envelope, so we'd send a box ahead of time to a place that we were going to stay. But when we landed, we had no car, no phone, like no anything. And so for me, you asked what I learned. What I learned is I learned how to bootstrap. Mm. Because what would happen is we would all land, and the five of us, we'd get together, and we'd be like, all right, so how are we going to do this? Like, dude, you like you have experience training auto dealers. You got to go find us cars. You got to go find us cell phones. You got to go find us a gym to work out of. And what we would do is we would go through this process that I learned about bootstrapping where, you know, basically we figure out what it was that we needed. We'd figure out what resources that like what trading things do we have. And at that time, what we had that was valuable was tickets and our training to see Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Right. And then figure out what the deal is. And um, and we divide and conquer. And before you knew it, you know, it would typically take a day or two. We'd have everything that we need. And I think that the lesson is not only in bootstrapping, it's in this. It's most people that have a great idea, they fail because they fail to get started and jump in. It's like they think they need to have all the resources in place before, you know, before they make a move. But the people who are the best at what they do, the best entrepreneurs, what they've learned how to do is identify the resources that they need today, learn how to accumulate those, and just do that every step of the way. Yeah, exactly. We've got a couple of minutes to our first break, and I would imagine that one of the things you probably learned from Tony Robbins is the art of asking better questions to get better results. Yeah. I mean, I think that our brain is like Google. So whatever happens uh, to us in the day, you know, our brain's asking two things. What does it mean and what do I do, right? And right. to get to that, what does it mean? We start asking ourselves questions. So something works out for us. We're like, yeah, it doesn't work out for us. We might, might start asking things like, you know, <laughs> like, why do I suck? Why don't things ever work out for me? Why can't I make sales? And it takes us in this endless loop, right? And, mm-hmm. and what happens is that changes the way we feel and how we feel changes the way we behave. And so what Tony Robbins was great at was getting you to ask a better question. So as soon as that thing happens, figuring out, uh, you know, you know, what's great about this and and think about it this way. If you were to type into Google, right, your brain is just like Google. If you type into Google, why do I suck? Your Google will come up with 6.7 million answers in less than a second. I tried it. I was curious. Your brain's the same exact way. But here's the thing on the other side. The other side is if you ask yourself an empowering question, like what's great about this? What can I, what's the gift here? What can I learn from this particular thing that can help me the next time out or to help me to move forward? Your brain comes up with 6.7 million answers that will help you to succeed. 
Wow. That's really great. We are coming up against our first break. My very special guest is Scott Duffy. He's one of the very few people in the world that have worked for both, worked with both Tony Robbins and Richard Branson. And I'm so excited to dive into his book called Breakthrough when we come back from the break. And there will be a lot of really great topics in this show. We'll talk about how to get an idea from beginning to end. And we'll come right back after the break and explore all of this. Once again, this is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Scott Duffy coming to us for the second time. We will be talking about his book, Breakthrough, very, very shortly. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, you can do that on iTunes for free. You can listen to any previous episode of the show at successprofilesradio.com. And you can also get my new book called Success Profiles Conversations with High Achievers on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble. And if it's not in your Barnes & Noble store, have them do it. In fact, I looked on Amazon today. It says they have eight copies left, but more on the way. So snap it up before it runs out. So Scott, here we are. Let's talk about your book breakthrough. Last time we talked about your new book launch, uh, which was about bringing an idea from zero to full implementation in less than 90 days. How is this book different from that one? Well, you know, it's interesting because I wrote the book launch um, and, and it just kind of poured out of me because I spent so much time on the ground floor helping um, to launch small companies that became big brands. I, I was a part of you know, what became CBS Sportsline, NBC Internet, FoxSports.com. 
And then a company that, that I launched that was like Expedia, but for private jets that was sold to the Virgin Group. Um, and, and so the idea of taking an idea to market um, was something that just poured out. Mm-hmm. But what was happening is people were coming up to me and they were like, so great. So I read the book or I've gone to your programs, whatever, and I've done what you said and I've launched. I'm in the market. Now what? So what do I need to do to really grow and to scale my business? And what I realized is, you know, I really haven't spent a lot of time on that in the past handful of years. And one of the reasons was that many of the companies I worked for, they, they exited at a, you know, in a really short period of time. And so what I did is I went out and I, I, I just, I, I searched, I interviewed, like I had this compulsion, like this obsession with figuring out what, who, who the entrepreneurs and innovators are today that are creating the, the most amazing companies and how it is that they build them. So whether it's sharing a story with a Richard Branson or a Tony Robbins or Damon John or Gary Vaynerchuk and Sarah or Sarah Blakely, what we do is, you know, we show in this book, not just how to take an idea to market, but really how to grow it and scale it into something that has long-term lasting value. Yeah, that's fantastic. So what was your big breakthrough? You know, I think the biggest breakthrough I've had over the past the past few years is this. You know, when I worked for back in the day for Jim Rohn, Tony Rohn, guys like that, you know, I think that if you studied people at that time that were successful and you tried to break down what it was, like like what's that one thing, as Tony would say, the difference that makes the difference between, mm-hmm. you know, the top performers and, or, and everyone else, what I found is over time that thing changes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so – after after spending the last two years asking myself that question, the answer is really simple. The people who I've interviewed and I've worked with, like like they have this this obsession, this passion, this crazy fanatical thing, this crazy crazy fanatical thing about learning. It's all about learning, and here's why. It used to be that things moved relatively slowly. Like if you were a company, a big company. You know, time moved in a linear fashion. Innovation moved in a linear fashion. You could literally look outside the window and you could see your competitors, mm. right? And the reason was the cost, you know, the barriers to entry um, of starting a company were too high for many would-be entrepreneurs. There's too much risk that was yeah. involved. But today, change doesn't happen in a linear fashion. It's exponential. And the top performers, they they know that. It's like... If you take a look at the top 10 jobs that were applied for by last year's graduating class, the top 10 jobs that were applied for by last year's graduating college class in the U.S., they didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah. Didn't even exist, right? If you take a look, another example, you know, it is 2018, 100 years ago, in 1918, the average male in the U.S., lived to be only 49 years old. Wow. A hundred years ago, the average guy only lived to be 49 years old. I'm 48. That freaks me out. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Maybe back then being good at one thing was really all that you needed, but not today. Mm -hmm. So what I learned is this, and my breakthrough is here, is that whatever that thing is that you did, that one thing, that special thing, that magic power, that super hero power that you had, like that silver bullet, that one skill in business that you were just great at, that you could always go back to, that one superhero power five years ago is your baggage today. Mm. And that's yeah. what the top performers know. So it's really all about two things, the consistent 
meaning every single day and persistent, meaning never quit commitment to learning. Yeah. And I love what you just shared about how some of the most popular jobs today weren't invented 10 years ago. When I speak to young people and they're freaking out about, you know, what are you going to do when you grow up? And you never know. I mean, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, I mean, how are you supposed to always know that? Very few people do. I tell them just build skill sets because I graduated from high school. Well, I'll date myself a little bit. It's over 30 years ago. And if you were to tell me 30 years ago that we would have the world and the technology that we have now, no one would have believed it. So focus on building skill sets because I tell them a lot of you will be employed in industries 30 years from now that haven't been invented yet. That's yeah. a crazy idea. That's a really yeah. crazy idea if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Um, because companies tend to grow exponentially and ideas grow exponentially, how do you know if you're sitting on a billion-dollar idea or not? Well, I think that you can have a billion-dollar vision, and I think that's totally cool. Think big, but take small risk. You know you know what I mean? Um, it used to be in back in the day where it was, you know, people would – they, they'd like have a big idea and they'd spend all this time and they'd spend all this money and they put everything that they had into their launch and they'd hope that it worked. But today, you know, what's really awesome is our ability to get something into the market inexpensively, quickly, and have the ability to get instant feedback. And so, um, you know, I'd say that if somebody has or thinks that they're sitting on a billion dollar idea, I think the best way to figure out if we've got one is to test the market and see what it tells us. Yeah. And then iterate based on our results. And I think that the cha- most challenging part of this whole equation for most people is this, is they get so connected to their vision. They are so tied to it. They are so passionate about it. It gets them up early in the morning. It keeps them up late at night. That when feedback comes in, they disregard it, mm. right? They don't pay attention to it. And the key to being really freaking great at anything is to approach every single day and every opportunity that you have, every big vision, every big idea, like it's the first day that you ever had it. Yeah. In, in Buddhism, we call this concept uh, Shoshin, which means beginner's mind. Hmm. And you know, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan both say the same thing. The reason that they were so good and excelled at what they did is every day, it didn't matter how good they were or what the stat sheet showed, when they approached the gym it was like the their minds were so open it was like the first time they ever walked in and we have to apply the same lesson to our business we have to be completely open to feedback yeah so once we have that idea and we think it could be really really good how do we bring that idea to the world well um it depends on what kind of business it is um uh yeah so it depends on what kind of business it is you know, but I, I would say that, you know, if I had, had to pick one way to answer that, it would be the way to bring it to the world would be without raising capital, if possible, and figuring out how you bootstrap it to a point where you're, you're able to show some type of proof of concept, some type of product market fit um, before kind of going to that next stage. Um, I think that what happens is, and I've, for some reason, I've run into a lot of this recently. I've spoken to a lot of entrepreneurs who, who sent me deals and, and they, they don't want to start until, or they don't think they're supposed to start until they have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank for the idea or a million dollars in the bank. Here's the thing. The early in your business, the raise money, you, you raise money, the more of your business that you're going to give away. Right. The average business that raises money, that has to raise money 
ends up doing three rounds of financing. And by the third round, the founder has lost control of the business and in many cases they're out. So what you wanna do is hold on as long as you can, if you ever are gonna ask anybody for money, hold on as long as you can, increase the value of that thing that you have before you go and sell a piece of it to someone else. So you can retain, you can hold on to more and you're able to have more to have more rights. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. A lot of people plan their businesses based on what they want to do, but you advocate defining your exit strategy from day one. That that has to be do with you know planning with the end in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean so I think that um I think there's two different concepts here. So w- w- one is this, is that when most entrepreneurs get started, um, what they do is they, they write a business plan. And they've all been brainwashed into writing a business plan in the same way. It's like you start with your cover page and then your table of contents. And then you go into your mission and your marketing and all that kind of stuff. And what happens is by the time you get to the very end, the last section of most business plans, you're in the finance section, right? That's where we look at the numbers, Mm-hmm. But the thing is, by the time most entrepreneurs get there, they have convinced themselves, right? Like they are so behind this business, this idea that they're building, that they either don't pay attention to the finances or they don't do them at all, right? And 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 here's what I've learned. What I've learned in my experience, and I've been doing this for 30 years now, is that the average entrepreneur changes their business model six times before they launch that first business um, it's generating revenue. Wow. So, so what happens is when they get in, they really see where the income is going to come from, what it's really going to cost things change. And that affects the entire rest of your plan. So what I always say is that start with the last page first. What I say is put together a very simple one page financial model, really simple income and expenses, figure out where your cash cash is coming from. Right. And then once you have that, you started with the last page, let that last page write the rest of the plan for you. Wow. I love that. We've got maybe a couple minutes left before our next break. I want to ask you, how do you know who you want on your team? What is your vetting process like? Well, number one, I look for people that have vision. Number two, they want access to resources. Like they, 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 they know what they're doing and they want to just give me access to resources. And third, and, and, and maybe even most important is they are absolutely hundred percent committed to seeing everybody on the team win. So I start there. That That's what I'm looking for. The second thing I'm looking for is I'm looking for people that are smarter than me, that don't necessarily agree with me, mm. that will push back. Like I'm looking for, for those type of people as, as well. You know, I, I, I'm looking for people. I'm so busy right now. I, I'm looking for people that, that where I can just share my vision, share the strategy, and then have them execute their part of that thing, right? I also think that it's important that everybody, you know, that's a part of this wheel, they understand how their role and what they're executing contributes to the bigger vision. Wow, that's really fantastic. Okay, and we are at the break. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Come right back after the break. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? 
Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Scott Duffy. We're talking about his book called Breakthrough. And if you have not gotten my book, Success Com- uh, Profiles Conversations with High Achievers, get it on Amazon, get it on Barnes & Noble. And Scott, I would love to talk to you about the idea of accountability. In order for any business to succeed, there has to be a level of accountability between all levels and between peer groups in an organization. Tell us what what that it looks like for you when you form a business. <laughs> so, okay, I got to tell you a story. Um, when uh, when I was writing the book, uh, I, I was I, I went to go visit uh, one of my business partners and mentors, Dave Meltzer. Yes. And um, Dave and I always talk about the idea of accountability. And he said, Scott, I want to show you something. I have a really interesting way of practicing this in my business. He said, I want you to come to my next uh, Monday morning company meeting. I said, sure. And he holds these every every Monday. So I remember I got there and it was the summertime and Dave has a lot of interns. So interns plus people say there's 50 people in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the way every meeting that I've been a part of every weekly meeting, like they all kind of operate the same way, right? So you get in there and maybe the person who's running it. So in this case, somebody like Dave is going to kind of um, do kind of a recap of what's going on, maybe go to department heads and get updates. Like there's a, kind of a common format that I've typically seen. Right? Mm-hmm. Not here. So what Dave does is Dave gives away every single week what he calls the Stevie Award. And the Stevie Award is for the biggest screw-up that a person made in the previous week. So what he wants to know is, what did you do that you completely effed up, that you completely screwed up, you completely messed up? And he goes around and every single person in that room has to say, here's what I did. Like, here's the, and it's everything from, you know, I forgot to send an email. I forgot to do a follow-up to, I did this terrible thing in my personal life, right? Mm-hmm. To maybe I party a little too hard on the weekend. All kinds of things come up, but here's where the magic happens. What he wants you to, to also share with the group is, you know, uh, not only what you did, but what you learned from it. Mm-hmm. And by sharing what you learned from it, what happens is it connects the group in a very special and unique way, but it also helps everybody in the room to learn faster. 
And in the end of the day, what he does is he gives every single week a $1,000 cash bonus wow. on the spot to whoever had the biggest screw up and learned the most the week before. Mm. And it was such a fun practice. It was just such a, it was just such a unique way of approaching, you know, of approaching the week. Um, and yeah. uh, maybe, maybe we, we all need a little bit, bit of that in our, our companies as well. Yeah. I think the whole lesson there is encouraging people to be bold enough to fail. Uh, I have my band high school band teacher. She says, if you're gonna make it a mistake, make it boldly. I'd rather hear a bold mistake than a feeble, correct note. Pretty yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. So, so it is, you know, and then I think, you know, the other thing that that's important here that, that people come away with is this is, you know, just three, three different ideas. It's, you know, if we do something and it doesn't work, or we screw it up, or there's an area where it's just not working the way that we want it to work. There's three things that we really need to do. The first is we need to be accountable for it, right? So it's all about number one, taking accountability, um, um, and and number two, you know, we we have to to learn learn from it, and number three, we need to be grateful for it, and and I think that that is you know it's the gratitude part that really mm -hmm. I think has you know, has had a really big impact on my life. Yeah. I, I speak to a lot of people who, um, who, um, are going through transition in their life, maybe from one job to the next or one startup to the next, whatever it is, maybe one relationship to the next. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and maybe they're not in a really good place. Maybe they're having a hard time emotionally and, you know, maybe they're an entrepreneur that's just experiencing the ups and downs of business. Mm -hmm. And what I've always found is the best way to get out of that and the best way to move yourself forward is this, is to just plant yourself in gratitude. Yeah. And Dave Meltzer actually taught me that. The, the, the idea is this, you know, gratitude is going to shift everything because it's going to shift your perception of what you focus on. It's going to show you what you have versus what you don't have. Yeah. And so what I always encourage people to do is this, is to set their alarm for two times a day, once in the morning and once in the, uh, and once in the evening. And when that alarm goes off, I call it my gratitude alarm. Say to yourself and really feel grateful for three things that happened that day. If you do that for 30 days and that's it, 30 days, it's amazing the way you'll see your life shift. I love that. That's a really great exercise. And I hope everyone out there gives that a shot. That's wonderful. So let me ask you next about finding JV partners to build your business. There are lots of ways to mm -hmm. build a business. There's a lot of way to expand your audience, your, your customer base and finding JV partners that complement what you're doing is a great thing. So what advice do you have for us about finding JV partners to build our business? Well, I, I think that, you know, when we're looking for partners, um, what's important is that they, number one, uh, share, uh, the same target customer. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to go to somebody if I'm going to partner and invest my time um, that has the same exact identical target customer avatar. That's number one. Number two, um, we have non competing products. So our products are complementary versus competitive. Right. Right. And, and number three, um, that there is there is some hook um, on both sides that holds both both parties accountable. Right. Because, you know, if you're going to spend the time and the energy to go out and to partner with someone and you're going to do the work, you want to make sure that they're accountable and do the work on their side as well. So yeah. what I typically do is I set up 
benchmarks or I set up targets uh, for the partnership that we both drive towards um, and check in on a regular basis to make sure that those things are being met and that there's a commitment from both sides. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic. So let me ask you this, because starting a business can be very difficult. How do you manage yourself through the ups and downs of your day to day? Well, so I think that one goes back to asking a better question, yes. right? And, um, and and making sure that no matter what life throws at us, that we have, we practice, we built this muscle in our mind, we condition ourselves. So instead of taking ourselves a rat, down a rabbit hole um, with regard to, you know, why things may not be working, taking everything that comes at us, right? And taking a step back, taking a beat and asking ourselves a better question about that one thing, right? So, okay, so I didn't get the result I want to hear. So, okay, first, what's the gift in this? What's the lesson? What can I learn from this that I can apply on the next call, right? I didn't get the sale. What can I apply on the next call? What can I do in the next meeting, right? What can I do with the next partner? Yeah. So I think that that's one thing. The second thing is you've got to freaking exercise. Yeah. I mean, you have got to, you have got to challenge your body and exercise. You see, I believe that whatever it is, like if, if you have a big vision for yourself, well, you have got to get your mind and your body, you know, in a place where your vibration actually lives up. Like it lives at, at that particular level. Right. And, and, and the more like the, the more and the, the further and the faster you grow, the more you're going to be up against, the more that's going to come at you. And so what you've got to do is regularly condition your mind and body. And the way I do it is I do it through meditation and I do it through consistent exercise. Now, a lot of entrepreneurs will say I meditate and I exercise or I do something to take care of myself. I eat well. But here's the thing. Here's the trick. We get really busy as entrepreneurs. A lot of stuff is thrown at us, right? It's very easy for us to get distracted. What we have to do in this area is practice the consistent and persistent pursuit of our potential in this particular area. And we have to understand, like I said earlier, consistent meaning every single day and persistent meaning you never will quit, right? Yeah. And you have to understand that there's a multiplier effect that goes on with that type of consistent action. So here's what I mean. If you exercise one day to, to feed your mind and your body, right, um, you get the power of that workout times one. You do it a second day in a row. It's that times two. You do it a third day in a row. It's that times three. See, here's what most people do, right? They get to day seven of their diet and they completely blow it. Yeah. So they've lost this exponential compounding effect, right, in terms of how they were building the strength in themselves and they have to start over the next day. And so what I've learned is I would much rather spend five minutes a day on something than to try and do everything on a Saturday. Yeah. You can't you get muscular in one day. Power. That's right. You lose that compounding power. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you think is the most difficult thing about starting a business, do you think? Well, I think that I think there's never been a better time to start a business um, because the barriers to entry are so low. I think the most difficult part of starting a business is putting yourself around the right people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that um, your success or failure may simply come down to the last five numbers that you dialed on your phone. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to build a million dollar business, you got to put yourself around people that have already built million dollar businesses. If it's a ten million dollar business that you're ready to grow to, you know, people who built million dollar businesses won't know how to get there. 
So when you're launching, you need to be really clear about what it is that you want. And then put yourself around people that have already achieved that one thing and model them. Because there's two ways to learn. Trial and error, which takes a lot of time and money, or modeling, where we find those people that have gotten the results we want, do the same things to produce the same results. Yeah, absolutely. I can certainly understand. Yeah. And I just want to say, and you got to be really super clear about what it is and and what that person looks like. And I want to give you a quick example. Um, You know, maybe two, three years ago, I competed in, um, in men's physique. So it's like a, like board short kind of thing and just really get in shape, kind of, kind of muscle contest. And Uh um, when I, I first started training, I was working out like crazy and I was meal prepping like crazy, but I was getting bigger and I wasn't getting leaner. Mm. And, and my goal was to get, to get a certain kind of lean. Right. Yeah. So I ended up doing the competition. I ended up placing, which is really cool. Um, but then I decided that I wanted to compete again, but I wanted to win. And so um, I, I, I asked myself a different question and I said, who is it? that has competed in the event that I'm going to compete in, in my age group, and has won first place. Yeah. First place in my age group, in the specific event, that's the person that I want to train me. Yeah. So guess what? I went and found that person. Mm-hmm. And the person said to me, let me take a look at, at, what it is, at what it is the previous trainer had you do. And I said, I said, great. So I laid it out and I showed him the food and the exercise. And he looked at it and he goes, you know what? You said you were trained by a bodybuilder, weren't you? And I said, I was. And he said, I'm going to tell you, I'm looking at this part of your plan. I would have told you to do exactly the opposite mm-hmm. for your competition. So ju- like the idea is that you've got two different people that are lifting weights and competing in something, but there's a slight difference. Yeah. Whatever it is that you want to achieve, be incredibly intentional and clear about what it is and make sure that you're getting counsel from people that have done that because there's two things you can seek. Opinion. Yes. Opinion comes from people that um, they've never done it themselves, the exact same thing themselves. Yep. So they can tell you what they think or counsel comes from people that have actually done it, lived it, experienced it, and that's what you want to trust. And we are at our break. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's March. 
National Ice Cream Month. As if we need a reason to celebrate ice cream. Would you believe the average American eats 45.8 pints of ice cream a year? Here's the scoop on some ice cream lingo. In Pennsylvania, the paper cone used to hold ice cream is called a tut. Sprinkles or jimmies on top of ice cream are called ants in California and outsiders and logs in Vermont. The world record for ice cream eating is 1.75 gallons in 8 minutes. Oh, I feel a brain freeze coming on. What's another word for brain freeze? Sphenopalatine ganglia neuralgia. Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and my very special guest this week is Scott Duffy. You can order his book, Breakthrough, on Amazon or go to Barnes & Noble in your stores. And so, Scott, I want to ask you about business growth. Some companies want to grow really fast, and I've been in organizations that have tried to grow way too fast. What do you think are some of the dangers of doing that? Well, growth kills cash, and, you know, some of the best, you know, examples I've seen of, of the risks of growing too fast is, you know, like let's say you have a business that requires inventory. Um, I actually have a very close friend and in her business, she's in the apparel business. And, um, you know, every time she gets an order, the team celebrates, but here's what happens. You know, they have to go and um, now buy the material. They have to pay the sewers. They have to get the product out and distribute it. Um, they have to do all this stuff. Then they get terms back from their customers. So they have to float that cash until it is they get paid. And that could be 30, 60, 90 days out. And so, you know, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I've, I've, I've talked to two or three entrepreneurs. They got the biggest order they could ever imagine. It was their dream order from Costco. And it put them out of business because mm. they just couldn't afford, they, they couldn't afford to float all the inventory. And oh. so – you know, I always say um, growth kills cash. Make sure that if you're growing, particularly if you're in a company or a business that uh, requires inventory, um, to make sure that, that you're pacing yourself, right? And so that you have enough cash. I think that, you know, the other, the other thing that happens, and, you know, it, it's a reason that so many businesses fail, is this, is that the entrepreneur forgets that the perp, you know, what the purpose of business is. And the purpose of being in business today is to be in business tomorrow, yeah. And and and, and so, um, and, and part of you know being in business tomorrow means this: we've got to generate income. You know, there's there's a great expression that um, the legs feed the lions, right? And what that means is, you know, the lion is the most powerful hunter on earth, um, and it requires you know it has these really strong legs. Right, that make it forceful and enable it to, you know, hunt, kill, and survive. Mm -hmm. But as a lion gets older, the first thing that goes are its legs, right? And so, and so that's ultimately kind of leads to its demise. It's the same thing in business. The legs are the financial stability that you create for your business, 
right? And we're not going to be in business tomorrow if we don't have the financial stability. So um, don't forget as an entrepreneur to be out there generating sales and generating cash. It's really easy to get caught up in our big vision. It's really easy to get caught up in you know where we want to be in the next five years. But we got to keep the lights on today and tomorrow. So yeah. don't forget to sell. Absolutely. Oh yeah, selling solves everything. In fact, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite mantras is: if you're struggling your business, then I reckon you better go sell something. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and I remember Brian Tracy used to say: you have a problem, you can sell yourself out of any problem in business. That's fantastic. Why do you think companies don't make it? I'm sure there are a multitude of reasons, but what are some of your favorite reasons why companies fail? Well, I think that the number one. I, I'd say there's two things. Number one is they forget they, they stop generating cash because they, they get too caught up in things other than generating cash. Right. So that's that's number one. Um, number two is they get shiny ball syndrome. I mean, I, I look at like I look at it like this. Um, you know, I have a buddy who uh, a couple of years ago, it's a few years ago now, he um, I hadn't seen him in years and I bumped into him in San Diego and I said, how you doing? It's great. He's all smiles. And I said, what's so great? And he said, um, I, I just raised a million dollars for my business. And I said, what's your business? He said, well, I've got this idea. And he, I'm like, wait, you raised a million bucks in an idea? And he's like, yeah. And I mean, like, that's, that's amazing. Like, that just doesn't happen. So we, like, high-fived, and um, he told me what he was going to do. By the way, what he was going to do is he was in the, he was in the um, kind of in the health and fitness space, mm. and he was building a site that sold they, – they were solving one problem for one target customer it was a really simple idea which made it beautiful yeah okay year later almost a year later i ran into him ran into him in san diego again and i'm like bro how you doing i said your company like tell me what's going on i was so bummed out and i said what's up he said you're not gonna believe this i'm on my way to my attorney's office because we're going to shut the company down and declare bankruptcy oh and I'm like, how in the hell did that happen? And he said this. He said, you know, when we got started, he said our business was simple. We were solving one problem for one person. But then what happened was this. Once we got the money, every single day, every single person in the company came up with another great idea. And so what we started doing is saying, yes, 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 yes. And we kept building and building and building and building. We never got this thing out. By the time we did, we actually had used up almost all of our cash. And he oh. said, and here's the interesting thing. 95% of the people who used our site only used 5% of it. They only used that small 5% that was the original that original problem that we were mm. going to solve. They didn't even want all the other stuff. Wow. Which is the amazing part about it. Right? And so what happens is, you know, I think what entrepreneurs, they tend to get focused. They tend to to focus on every shiny ball out there. And, and I, would, I would say this, I would say, as a business leader, you will never be defined by the things that you say yes to. You will entirely be defined by what you say no to. I love that. That is absolutely profound. That's amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's something you mentioned toward the end of your book how important it is to fill your cup first. Some people might think that's a selfish notion, but I would say, no, it's not. And you would too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think, you know, um, 
I, I particularly find this in in businesses that are built around some type, type of social cause is that um, entrepreneurs get so focused on contributing to the cause that they forget to build a fundamentally sound business that mm. generates income um, and that has the ability as a result to stick around for the long term, right? And, and what I've always said is this, it's to fill your cup first, um, you know, and let what flows over, you know, that's what you give to other people. And I, I learned that lesson, you know, from Les Brown. And I just, I think it's, it's so important. In any area of our life, you cannot give what you do not have. Yeah. You cannot give, you know, happiness if you're not happy. You cannot give love to someone unless you truly feel love for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in business, you can't give what you don't have. So, you know, I, I would just say, fill your cup first. I know what flows over. That's what you give to everyone else. That's fantastic. You have a, a TV show now called Business and Burgers, but you are coming up with another TV show called Breakthrough with Scott Duffy. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. It's a studio show that we're going to be filming in L.A. and New York. And we sit down with today's top entrepreneurs and innovators and we just we dig deep, you know, and we talk about, you know, what it took them to build great companies. Um, And we don't just focus on the business strategies and tactics, because I think that 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 part is is simple. I think um, it's easy. You know, there are a lot of books and a lot of how to's on how to manage people. Right. And there's a lot of courses on how to sell. But what I think is really important is the personal side of entrepreneurship, right? It's the stuff that people don't talk about, right? It's the stuff that all of us experience, but none of us realize the other person is going through because we think we're all alone in this thing. And so what I found is that by kind of pulling out the lessons, you know, and the stories from these amazing people, um, these guys and gals, um, like that's really the juice that can help take you uh, you know, really help break you through to that next level. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. And when is that launching? So right now, it looks like it's either going to be the last week of August or right after um, uh, Labor Day in September. So begin of August uh, or end of August, beginning of September. Fantastic. Let's talk. We've got maybe four minutes until the end. Maybe the most influential book you've read, one or two books that you have that read that have stood up to you. Um, I love the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success from Deepak mm. Chopra. I love that book. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it's a book. It's really uh, more of a, something I listen to, uh, Om and Ah Meditations from, uh, from Wayne Dyer. Mm. Okay, fantastic. Uh, scariest thing you've ever done? Scariest thing I've ever done? Um, let's see. Oh, that's a good question. Scariest thing I've ever done was um, to probably let go of certain fears around making changes in businesses that I've had and trusting the counsel of people that had done it before. That's fantastic. What advice would you give to the 18-year-old version of yourself? We've got less than three minutes until the end. I used to think it was all about hard work, and it is certainly not. There are people that work just as hard, hustle just as much, are just as hungry, if not more, than you are. If you think your biggest competitor is sitting next to you, you're fooling yourself. Your biggest competitor is on the other side of the world. They see what you have, and they want it more than you do. So what's your advantage? The biggest advantage, the most important tool for every entrepreneur is the relationships. It's their Mm -hmm. network. 
So not only focus on building your network, spend more time out of the office in front of people, um, but on giving value to your network. Because as soon as you stop giving value to your network, you will be replaced. Okay. And the question that I ask everyone at the end, who inspires and motivates you, Scott? Who? My kids, 100%. 100%. I, I was ready to quit writing that last book uh, launch. And um, I was so frustrated. It was so hard. I had never done it before. I was ready to throw in the towel. And that, that next day, I remember I got to, to the office. I was shutting everything down um, on that book. And all of a sudden, I was like, I read, I read one of the chapters. And I was like, man, I would love my kids to know that story about me. And I was like, God, you know, I actually like them to know all this stuff about who their dad was. And when I shifted the focus from myself to somebody else, that's never been changed. And my kids were the inspiration. Fantastic. And so we can get your book breakthrough on Amazon at Barnes and Noble and uh, your website is scottduffy.com. It is scottduffy.com. Follow me on social media uh, at Scott Duffy Media across all platforms. You can pick up the book. It's called Breakthrough at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Costco, like Walmart, all those different places. And um, I would love to connect with you. Awesome. Thank you for being here, Scott. It was awesome. Thank you. All right. And we are at the end of the show. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Thank all of you for listening and thank you for letting me be a part of your week. Join us next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern when I interview another world-class achiever and learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons that we can draw from that. Until then, you all have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everyone. You have a great day. Goodbye. a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright. Each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to